Hello, welcome to Bottled Soccer Talk. This is episode number 14. I'm Nestor, joined here by my companion, true loyal friend, Henry. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Honestly, uh, excited to talk about this weekend. Talk about fireworks. I mean, the goals, the the class of the goals. I mean, so much to divulge into. Uh, what did you make of the of the week or the match week, as they say? Yeah, the match week is it's really underway uh for the premier league uh it's just i mean we don't need to really repeat this every time but it really is the best league yeah uh, better than it you know the la liga was i said the la liga (laughs) what a rook it's la liga is um not as exciting but premier league is just every week it's either some kind of surprise or just another team that's like, hey, we're here. We're going to compete. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Like you said, a lot of goals. Um, I think before we start getting into that, uh, we can just go, go off right now off the goals. I remember, like, uh, at some point um, early Sunday, I was looking at the scores, just looking back at the, the games that had passed, and I'm like, hmm, it's kind of a lot of goals that are going on. A lot, a lot of, like, leads, for example, mm-hmm. uh, winning 43 against, uh, who was it? Uh, Fulham? Fulham, yeah. Or three, and uh, they were in another seven-goal match the week before. Right. So um, there's that. Tottenham scored five on uh, who was it? Um, See, I should have that. I should have that in handy. Uh, it was like one of the weaker sides. I it guess. was uh, Southampton. Southampton. Yeah. Oh, I guess not one of the weaker sides, but yeah, they're, they're they they. Kind of. I mean, but I, yeah. I see what you mean. Another seven goals in that game. Yeah. And so on, man. And uh, it turns out that it was a record-setting weekend or record-setting match week, I should say, for the for the Premier League. Um, it's kind of crazy. It is. Uh, do you – I guess we can talk a little bit about what that's attributed to or what, what that can be attributed mm-hmm. to? No. Um, I, do you have I, any ideas? Yeah, I have a combination of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like – well, you, you get this typically early in the season where defenses are still working out partnerships, trying to figure each other out, new signings, things of that nature. Two, conditioning. I think it's a lot easier to get a ball and score rather than to catch up to a defender, play catch-up. And I feel like a lot of the defenses aren't at their sharpest moments at the time. I look across the board and I struggle to find a, a clean sheet from from most teams, at least. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, uh, Liverpool. Liverpool who played for the majority of the game against ten men, uh, which half, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit later. But uh, yeah, those two things. Uh, you know, the defensive uh, partnerships still working their ways. Uh, you know, ways around. And another thing, this might be kind of vague, but I think a lot of clubs are starting to move uh, more towards an attacking style of football risking uh risking you know getting caught out yeah a lot of the high pressing yes it, it's really prevalent yeah uh, these even days. when you got teams like Leeds doing that what does that tell all the other squads that are notoriously yeah. you know defensive i think everybody's playing attacking football yeah now. and when then you also got to consider the the um the rise of the of the wing back yeah these days as well so it, it the the traditional four players that stay back is no longer uh, accurate. It's you have uh, an extra two attacking players coming from the back. At least an extra one mm-hmm. on some team. Some and with with nowadays these wing backs per se, quote unquote, have a bag of tricks on them. Uh, even have are, yeah, are wingers. delivering crosses better than right mids and wingers are. Yeah, they develop as wingers, and someone decided to put them back. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. But yeah. I, for my in my opinion, I enjoy every second of it. I I love attacking football, and. Um, 
it, it makes it just makes for a more entertaining game. Uh, yeah. Obviously, when your team is getting scored on, you know, constantly, that that puts you at and like an angst, I'd say. But mm-hmm. I love it, man. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know how you feel about oh, that. Oh, you know what I was also thinking yeah. is there's a lot of um, there's a lot of teams that don't really have strong center backs or a lot of strong center back uh, partnerships. Yeah. And. Uh, I agree. In the in the days before, that was like a must have. You need to have your two towers. Yeah. Ferdinand Vidic. Uh, yeah. You know, you could go on John mm-hmm. Terry and uh, Cahill. Exactly. You know, exactly. that was uh, notorious to have in the prem, and I feel like a lot of clubs are trying to emulate that and can't figure out uh, a solid partnership. Yeah, and uh, we, there's a lot made of you know um, a lack of left left backs, but. Center backs are they're hard to come by. The good it, ones. Yeah. United, that's their biggest weakness, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, even City, who's got you know they're spoiled for talent, yeah. are, are continuously looking for and for uh, yeah. a good center back. Even Liverpool, as strong as they are with with was, Van Dyke, yeah. they're one Van Dyke injury away, like a pulled hamstring or something, from from uh, getting scored on a ton. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, oh, that's that's what I was gonna mention because you look at all the top teams; they all have at least one top center back. For City, it's Laporte. For Liverpool, Van Dijk. You know, United. You could say Maguire, even though he he hasn't lived up to the hype yet, but I think he can. But finding two that can, uh, you know, what's the word? Uh, Complement each other so well. Yeah. That's so hard to do these days, and clubs aren't patient enough to let. Uh, that partnership developed because it doesn't have to happen after after day one that's yeah. rare you got to let it happen and um it's interesting man uh, the, the clubs that i believe have the best partnerships don't have notorious center backs like burnley for example tarkowski ben me have played together for so many years now so it's about uh knowing one another knowing the tendencies when you could buy a koulibaly and you could buy uh let's say uh upamecano sorry and and link them up it doesn't mean they're going to link well just because they're both great sometimes it's uh yeah you got to really understand your role so yeah, yeah and like you said it takes time and uh clubs you know, are getting bombed on by yeah. sane uh, i mean by mane and salah and you know those those kind of attacks uh martial rashford it's not raza yeah ex- exactly him him and uh, gabby gabby j yeah and well let's talk about the skill of the attackers too that's got to play into um into it because i strongly believe uh, just you look at a lot of the front threes in the league, and it's just the best attack in all leagues, I believe. Barring you know, like you you got Real Madrid and Bayern and PSG, but you know, in comparison, in, in terms of all the league, man, you look at Everton. They have Richarlison, Iwobi, uh, Calvert Lewin. You look at Tottenham, Sonaldo, <laughs> uh, Harry Kane, City. <laughs> can, City, we know who we have. Liverpool, we know notoriously. Chelsea is upgraded. I mean, the attacks are are stronger than ever, man. Yeah, and. Let's not forget the goalkeepers play a role in that too, and I don't know if there's a goalkeeper in the Prem that I really love right now. Like that's like fuck, like at Neuer, Courtois, um, you know that kind of level. I yeah. like true. I mean, you could say Allison, but he he has uh, his. Well, like well, I've been pretty critical of him. Yeah, oh, well, just not just the been, biggest fan. You yeah. gotta understand, he Nestor here, he's been pretty vocal. He he doesn't show much love to Brazilian goalies. So <laughs> that's just a fun fact trivia for for you blokes out there. Yeah, it's not a it's not an ethnic thing, by the way. <laughs> or maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not racist. Yeah, man. Great week, though. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. So let's get into the matches that occurred. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I mean, we've talked about leads before, man. They're they're leads, 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 They just leads, came up, leads, and leads, uh, leads. wow. Yeah, you know, they they they've been impressing. Yeah, certainly. Um, 
obviously they have some kind of defensive issues because they have conceded seven. On the other hand, they've scored seven, so they're at a goal difference of zero. Mm-hmm. But damn, they're exciting. Fun team to watch, certainly. They're gonna be like, um, like, are they gonna be just dramatic the whole season? <laughs> are, are they gonna like ruin someone's uh, like Europe aspirations, they're or there to, like be yeah. on the verge of making Europe? Or are they going to be a relegation battling team and ah. then come up with something at the end, you know? I don't I don't know if there's going to be just a whatever season with these guys. I think it's going to be one or the other, exactly like their last two seasons have been. Yeah. I, I, I think they'll, you know, I think the results, results will be very inconsistent for sure. Like, I mean, they still played good, but they allowed three goals to Fulham, which yeah. speaks, I mean, uh, to be fair, one, I think one was a penalty that Mitrovic took, but... Regardless, I, I think they're going to have games where they're really hot, games where they're really cold, and I could see that just settling them in the middle. Yeah. Their current uh, goal differential kind of states that, and I could see them finishing, like, 12th maybe. That's, like, worst-case scenario, I guess. I mean, they could always fall down to relegation battle, but one thing I've noted they're about Leeds— They're too good to, I think, be facing that. Yeah. They're well-managed, and they have pretty good players. And they have really good depth. Um, you look at their goal scorers, it's, you know, it's been Bamford, Harrison, different players. Uh, Helder Costa, who, for me, was the man of the match, scored two goals to Portuguese. Portuguese? Well, yeah. Oh, where, uh, where do you used to play? I, I've seen him before. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I forget. very familiar. But, man, uh, one of the goals he took, he's just struck it so cleanly, uh, a near post, and, um, man, um, just, it was a good game. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about this recently. Fulham, first player that comes to mind, Mitrovic. And yeah, that was exactly. I, saw him, the, I meant to bring him up last week. Dude, yeah, dude, just a journeyman. Just he's. You it, know, it's he, funny. I had forgotten valuable, about him, and yeah. then I saw him subbed on last week, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fucking Mitrovic. The, yeah. Where's he from? What what, what country? He's Serbian. Is he from? Yeah, the Serbian uh, uh, Diego Costa. He looks like a Serbian mercenary. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you cold blooded. He's cold blooded, and he's also. Um, kind of antagonistic and and he owns that role he likes to be the villain and i think that kind of character always adds um you know just that spice to the premier league yeah i love when diego costa was in the league and playing for chelsea just bullying Mm -hmm. yeah just a bully and dude he would get into into like headbutt matches with like vincent company and it's just like fuck like that's dope you know two big two big guys going at each other but yeah, yeah um well past his prime though yeah oh no now he's uh you know he's seen his better days for sure yeah uh, but yeah, man, that Leeds game was sharp. Uh, I anticipate them to, no matter if they win or lose, they're going to score goals, I think. That's mm-hmm. just the way they're set up. That's the way Bielsa likes to play, much like Pep um, and, and other players or teams who have that philosophy. But yeah, um, I don't know if you have any more two cents on that. No, no. Uh, like I said, Leeds are going to be entertaining. At, mm-hmm. the, at, like, at the very least, they're going to entertain us. Yes, sir. Um, next game, uh, well, did you watch anything else on that was on saturday mm-hmm. um everton dumped five goals on uh west brom yeah um, west brom's one of those teams that are going to be like a relegation battling i do, i definitely think they will um just they haven't convinced me they haven't made any major signings that have turned my head and they i mean they scored two goals which is nice but i don't see them staying and no shot on them i just don't i don't see an identity with that team at least with leeds considering they, they just promoted i i see an identity with that team and that to me tells me that yeah you might lose some but you definitely will win some yeah, i can't say that for west brom uh, i just want to give a big shout out and for me the man of the match calvert lewin getting his first ever premier league hat trick big moment for the england international that's right 
you know, I, I know English forwards usually have a bad rap for inconsistency, for being overhyped. But right now, England is, is really spoiled for choice with uh, the number nine position. You got uh, Harry Kane, obviously, who's the, the, the head talisman. You got uh, Rashford, Calvert-Lewin, Danny Ings. I mean, there's just an extensive list of well, guys. What about Lingardinho? Lingardinho. Uh, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Jamie Vardy, who I skipped over. Tammy Abram on his day, who I know you don't quite rate. And I don't either, but some days he's like, damn, you know, his kids. Is he is he good? <laughs> I mean, know, he, he gets, he's gotten call-ups before, yeah. but I don't know if he'll continue with the way the, the, the depth pool for striker right now at England. Even considering Sterling gets Even on the Raza, score. Yeah, yeah, he say. gets on the, on the scoring tip a lot, so... Yeah, I mean Everton. Uh, congrats, and and we can't continue. We can't mention this game without mentioning Hamis getting his debut goal um, nice from outside the box yeah. in typical fashion. Really, I honestly, I didn't see him scoring many goals like these. Uh, yeah, like has, this. has Hamis ever scored a goal in the box? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know? man, I, he, I think if he continues playing like this, he's gonna be fun to watch as a neutral, hard to play against. Because those little goals can be the deciding factor, not only in getting a win, but just spurring a team on. Just the way he he like makes passes. Uh, I mean, he's got to be up there in terms of ability. Yeah, he maybe, definitely. Maybe not. Maybe not consistency or as hardworking mm-hmm. as like someone like De Bruyne, but but definitely on that level of pinging a pass for and sure, just putting it through. For for a stale white bread team like Everton, I feel like he adds that sauce to, to yeah, the yeah, meal exactly. and uh, well, that I flair. Mean, and they're kind of getting stacked on uh, South American talent, right? Richarlison, mm-hmm. Alan, Alan, también uh, uh, center mid, uh, James. I know I must be forgetting somebody, but they're. No, I don't yeah. know, man. They're they're one of the ones that that are starting to impress pretty early on in the in the uh, league. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always been a fan of Everton. I mean, like not a fan, but an admirer. That's the team I, I go for in the Merseyside derby, if if you will. But I mean, obviously, I, I followed them since the Tim Howard days, since when they had Donovan for a little while. Yeah, yeah, I. I kind of like them I, I used to always pick them on fifa yeah because they back. were in like op but they were fun to play with yeah and, they, yeah yeah exactly and even yeah. recently they had you know talents go through like lukaku and um you know john stones uh, it's just a lot of a lot of talent that they breed and um yeah uh, i yeah. think they're gonna be a fun team to watch and um yeah yeah not, not much to say else I yeah they're gonna say. they're gonna keep entertaining yeah. ancelotti oh, hell of a uh, hell of a manager so top 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 top, top manager um, Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on. United loses three to one. Okay, Arsenal. No, I'm kidding. Uh, United. <laughs> no, you're man. not gonna escape this yeah. one, pal. No, I'm kidding, man. I know what it feels United, like. United, man. Uh, uh, Palace always has a great game against United. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, every but, year. But United shouldn't be so limp, mm. and, that, and I think that's the best word to describe. They're just like this flaccid, limp little, like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, you're baby. Going. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, man, where, where do we start? Uh, United have glaring weaknesses. Yeah. On top of depth. That's um, yeah, it's a worry for sure. And then it starts with the manager, doesn't it? I mean, no, and, uh, no, no type of reaction to going down. The subs weren't there. I, I mean, go, yeah, go on. But I, n- no, uh, you know, and, and on top of things, your star players aren't even performing well. Yeah, that's you that's know, troubling. Pogba, Oh man, he like, was getting slandered. Yeah, yeah he is, and um, rightfully so, man. He he just, I don't know. It, how many managers have United gone through with Pogba? So so mm-hmm. is it a system thing or is it a player thing? Yeah, 
yeah, it's a, uh, and I've said this before, but I I've always felt that Pogba is is only a a good player or a top player when surrounded with a one talent. We see it for France. We saw it at Juve. I'm not saying United is a bad team, but that's a team that's reliant on their center mids to be pivotal, to be uh, direct. And Bruno has adopted that role in a far lesser time than he has. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to to let him go soon. Get him for you know get any value you can out of him. It was a big spending, and the fact that it's a former academy player and that you went you guys went back for him, or, you know, it's gonna always taste sour. But I mean, he, at, at some point you gotta stop. Like you can't keep defending him uh, for these kind of performances against yeah. a team that really shouldn't be troubling. But well, on paper, you. I thought they were really turning it around, mm-hmm. despite how they look on paper, because there's still, like I said, holes and weaknesses that that weren't addressed. Whether it's because of Woodward, whether it's because of Solskjaer, um, you know, it, it, there's just there's just um, I don't even know how to say <laughs> just it's too many problems that that they don't seem interested in fixing, and the players. It feels like they're feeding into it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I I don't even know. I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. What what to say? Left back, right wing, even the center backs. Yeah. Uh, Harry Maguire and uh, Lindelof. Lindelof oh. is is a big weakness for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's just becoming obvious more obvious as each game passes with him back there yeah and i know that that united were in for sancho and they're trying to go for him but i really thought that they should have just focused that energy towards a new center back and i know they already spent money on mcguire but i think you guys and and united have enough talent going forward from the wing and from the nine position i don't understand why they were so fixated on sancho but you know yeah, there's having, still time to fix having that. mason greenwood yeah who did score on the carabao cup uh yeah. Was that today? Yeah, he scored the final touch on that. You know, or I think it was yesterday, maybe. Uh, Luton Town. Yeah. Uh, it's, it should, they should be. They should be. But, um, I mean, Palace is not a bad team. Zaha scored twice. He's easy, easily one of the best wingers outside the top six or top eight. You know, when you think about teams that... Yeah. When I, I see him, though, I, I feel like he's one of those players that if he goes to a big club, like a quote-unquote big club... Yeah, he, he might be just a, yeah, just yeah. another guy. The, the way, like, when Wilford Boney joined City and did fuck off for us. Yeah, but when he's at Wilford. Swansea, he's a powerhouse, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, same thing with Benteke. Yeah. He went to Liverpool, shot the bed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Lukaku goes to United. Oh. If there is one silver lining for, for United, I'd say, uh, I guess it's nice news for Van de Beek to get his debut goal. And I felt like Van de Beek, yeah. you know, as good as he is, mm-hmm. is for that system is not really what they need. It, it's, it seemed like an odd signing for me from the get-go because... I hope I didn't say otherwise before because... <laughs> no, I mean, I think we... I, I've I admired him at Ajax. I never was, like, crazy high on him. I think he's a solid Same. attacking like mid. Like, when he was linked to Madrid, I'm... Hmm, yeah, I don't know, know if he's at that level. And yeah. But it just wasn't... It didn't address what United really needed. I, don't, I didn't think they needed another attacking mid. If anything, they needed another midfielder to uh, attract some of the attention placed like on a, Pogba. A, a Vidal... Um, mm-hmm. A Weston McKinney. I know you don't rate him, but somebody like that, you know, yeah. a ball winner. Yeah, just someone that, yeah, a ball winner. Yeah. And Van Beek's not that. No, so you, it, you need a dog. Uh, in there. I know I did say that before, though. They do need a dog. Yeah. Like they Montich do. used to be. 
Matic. Uh, you know, we we have one at City, but he's he's already on his last legs, which would be Fernandinho. Like, you need a guy that's going to be an enforcer. Yeah. And maybe that's what they're missing. Fellaini was so great at that when he was with you guys. I yeah, hated him, but I loved him at the pe- same people, time. People shat on him for a good while because he was like... A shack and a fool kind of guy, but yeah, he was a clown for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> looked like a clown with the hair and everything. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, man, he's what they needed, and yeah, that I think that's another gaping hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just disappointing for United, and it doesn't look like they're gonna patch up those holes. It's gonna take a lot of work. Um, they still have time. The transfer window obviously and is still going on. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna throw money into some someone that's. Not where, not what they need. Not what they need. Mm-hmm. I mean, Van de Beek is one of them. Mm-hmm. But again, good, good defensive center mids. You know, they had that Conte leak. Oh, I know. For yeah. a while, but link, but you know. Anyway, uh, Crystal Palace, man, they they've won two in a row, so there's credit to them. Of course, well, yeah, I like them. You know, it's Zaha, a fun team to watch. Know, he's he's someone's gonna sign him. Yeah, you uh, who uh, Zaha. Yeah, so uh, yeah for sure. I mean, that's been the story for the past two, three years now. Well, I've been surprised that he still hasn't gone. The there. transfer window, I think, is another week and a half or two weeks. Yeah. So someone's going to spend money on him. And then, I'm telling you. Yeah, we'll see, man. I actually like him. I like I like his character. I mm-hmm. like the way he plays. I hope the best for him. If he were to go to a big club, I, I don't want him to do well. But you might be right because you see, you tend to see that from players that have been so used to that standard at a club. Yeah. not saying Palace isn't a great club, but... You know, there's levels, and uh, yeah, of, of course. Moving on though, uh, what's what's the next match on the burner? The next match is Arsenal versus West Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, that was a good match. It was competitive. That when it really shouldn't have been. Yeah, um, Arsenal's a better team. Yeah, for most of the match they were tied, um, or a good chunk of the match, I should say. Um, Mikel Antonio scoring scoring for West Ham. He's really become their guy, um, just in the past few years. Like, mm-hmm. He's uh, their guy, and and, and Kete getting the uh, the game winner for Arsenal in the I think it was like the 80th or 85th. Uh, I remember I texted you. I'm like, sheesh, Arsenal about to Arsenal, bro. <laughs> but they ended up getting the win. Uh, a, a, a little bit too close for comfort, I'd say. But uh, these are the type of games you have to win if you want to make a deep run yeah. in the league. And yeah, uh, credit to Arsenal. West Ham isn't like your. I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't place them in the relegation zone. But they're not too far from there, so they find themselves in that battle more yeah. often than not. Yeah, they do, they do, and um, but they stay somehow. Yeah, <laughs> David Moyes, um, I don't know. Oh, and he got Corona. He got tested positive for Corona. Yeah, yeah. You, you told me something about him for the next match. Yeah, he's a uh, he's supposed to manage via like FaceTime, like some type of shit like that. <laughs> uh, that's that'd be a first. And I'm just picturing his face on the uh, on the scoreboard screen, just yeah. watching the game with his eyes with just shifting back eyes, and forth. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be weird. I mean, if he tested positive, other players must have tested positive. I think mm-hmm. players did test positive. Yeah, there was, like, three players, I believe. That, I didn't get their names. But that's got to mean that some Arsenal players were infected, right? Yeah. That's, like, there's it, no it's way just a, it's a big old cluster. Well, then again, Arteta yeah. got tested positive yeah. early on when everything came on, so maybe everyone's already had it. That's what I think, man. I think that's the case for most people, I mean, that are playing a right now. A lot of people. Yeah, there's, even, more, there's more positives than, than we know. Yeah. We talked about that last week, though, so we're not going to get into coronavirus. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> enough enough shit going on with that, man. I don't even want to. But, um, yeah, uh, credit to Arsenal. Big game. Uh, big three points. Big three points. Uh, you know, you need those. But, um, yeah, moving on. Um, I love the identity that Arsenal have, though. They've, they've found an identity. Yeah. And, uh, and these I, are the results that they need, man. 
you know, a lot of people point to Chelsea and Arsenal as, as the clubs that are going to be most improved. I know we did as well. But currently, Chelsea might have won the transfer war, but Arsenal won the, the identity and, and just uh, managerial um, war, if you will, um, because, yeah, they got a game plan. The players respect Arteta. Arteta's cool, too. He's like the cool dad, if you will. Yeah. And uh, Lampard, I, I rate him. I like him. But I don't know if he has all the te- the te- you know the technical know-how, the fundamentals. Well, I've been saying it. I know, yeah, you yeah. have. Yeah, I've been saying it. But... Um, I thought just off the, the sheer capacity of talent, they'd be able to still do well. It's not that hard to, uh, you know, to, to do bad when you have some of these players they've just signed. But, um, you know, look for Chelsea to, I mean, not to harp too, too much on Chelsea. We're going to get into them in a little bit. But once my boy Pulisic, the god, is back, should point to different things. But We'll see. We'll see, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into Chelsea in just a second. Um, but speaking of Tottenham, um, Tottenham, uh, London. London clubs, fucking North London, dickhead, dickhead huh? What a segue. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Tottenham dumps five on Southampton. Mm-hmm. Ming Sung four goals, man. Four goals, all assisted by Harry Kane. Go figure. And then Harry Kane, you know, dinks a little one on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ings scores two. Yeah, Ings scored two. He's pretty much like they're almost their only source for goals. Like, right. You don't see too many other guys score for them. Um, yeah, Southampton is—they've uh, lost two in a row now. Yeah. One to Crystal Palace, who we just talked about. Um, I don't—I don't know if they're going to be struggling for relegation. They always somehow comfortably stay in the league, and they—they've always got like a like a plethora of of talent. Yeah, Mane and Van Dyke actually come were discovered by them. I guess yeah. you can Adam say Adam Olana, Jay Rodriguez, right? Just a, yeah, just a bunch of guys. Um. Not too worried about them, but no one wants to start the season off with two losses. No. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, but Tottenham, I mean, how do you feel about them? You know, they're getting Reguilon, getting Bale. That's yeah. confirmed. Last time we spoke, it was, like, happening, but still, like, officially not yet announced. Now we know that they're both coming for yeah. sure. No, I like Spurs. I mean, there's been questions about their tactics. There's times where they get it wrong times where they they play too defensive but against an opponent like Southampton I think they knew what they had to do and they they were aggressive from the from the start um now you're not the biggest uh, Sonaldo fan are you no I'm, I'm not a big fan of his I think I think a lot of people love him I, I, like he's really well he's loved so likeable, by people. man um he's a nice guy he's like a good guy yeah he is except when he's a uh, Trying to break your leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. I mean, or that kind of rubbed nuts. me the wrong way when that happened. Yeah. Who, who did he uh, kick in the nuts last season? Ah, I forget. I know. Uh, I know it's, on the, it's in the all or nothing, uh, which I don't think we've talked about. Not much because I haven't. I've still. Oh, I still yeah. That's have right. Yeah, I'll up. wait for you to watch it. <laughs> no. But um, no, I, it's not that I don't like Sun, but I sometimes I'm just a contrarian like that. And he's always played really well against City. Mm. And like on some, oh yeah he has yeah. always and I'm just like ah oh, fuck this guy because when I'm watching him play against another team I'm like all right go go on do your thing and he just doesn't do much and yeah I feel like he gets this rap for being a nice guy when he's really actually a dick you know but at least for me it seems like he's like that one guy that takes things too seriously he's aggressively nice he's a hothead yeah so I mean I've met people like that and it's just like I I don't really get along with them but you know yeah, he's a great he's footballer. looking at me without like. A blinking stare. Yeah, right. yeah, it's something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyways, I think he's a solid player, and yeah. he's always going to be a top attacker in the league. Just crazy. So he scores four goals, 
and Danny Ings gets a goal. So the the goal scoring race is on, man. Yeah, there's we a lot of people. We talked about that last week. Sane, Mane, I'm, I'm Mane, always confused with his name. Got his two piece. Hey, hey. Hey. So that's enough with Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Newcastle, Brighton, Brighton, Brighton wins three to zero. Newcastle. I think they started off with two losses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not, you know, it's no surprise. They're still, I guess, mentally recovering from from not getting uh, that that oil money. Yeah. Oh no, they won last week. My bad. My bad. They did win. Mm-hmm. So they got three points. Oh, they beat West Ham, right? Uh, they beat last week. Oh yeah, it was Newcastle. Like Peacock. I, I I was like, I'm not gonna pay for that shit. <laughs> but uh, Peacock is a piece of shit. Yeah. The way we already shat on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brighton actually didn't do too bad against Chelsea last week. So they've got something going on. Um, mid-table team. Yeah. Yeah, strong mid-table team. Uh, today yeah. they had a, a 7-0 walloping of more Camby, who's a le- you know lower league side. But, yeah, this, that's a strong team. I like them. They got Lalana. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then not much to say about that. That's just like one of those lower half sort yeah. of games that we don't really, nah, unfortunately, don't give a shit about. Well, I, um, I, I kind of do. Not just kidding. Yeah, well, well really, your team used to be one of those. Ah, ah dang. <laughs> anyway. I, we, yeah. we don't think that's, about those That's ancient days. history, isn't it? The roles <laughs> have reversed. Ah, dang. So uh, my game of the week last week uh, to pay attention to was uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool. Chelsea at home. Yeah, just a shit game. Yeah? I mean, I mean it, was, it was a good game, I mean, if you're a Liverpool fan. but uh, Here's the thing that I think about Chelsea, um, and this was happening even though, um, even though they still had the 11 men. Um, and the... The halftime commentators, analysts were talking about how Chelsea, even though Liverpool had a majority of the ball, they were getting into the final quarter, final third more often than mm-hmm. Chelsea, like much more often. Uh, they were saying that Chelsea still looked more dangerous. And that was because every time Werner had the ball, he mm-hmm. would advance it pretty well. Yeah, he's pretty good. He, yeah. he, he He's really good at advancing the ball, but good Lord, he was in, uh, in uh, Fabinho's pocket. Yeah, like he got shut out. They were they were missing a. I mean, you know what I'm gonna say. I'm, obviously, I'm gonna mention Pulisic, but it could have been any other player. Just they were missing a winger to to kind of uh, attract the defense, not only to beat defenders, a bit of trickery to get into the box. They, you they think were Pulisic lacking. beats Trent Arnold? Yeah, he did. He did it in the last last season, so I think he could do it again. Um, but it's not like an individual. Like I'm gonna beat you. It's just more of a case of Trent Arnold advancing and he him beating him on the on the pounce and then when it comes to and keeping uh, Trent Arnold honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. And then as soon as he, he's in front of Joe Gomez, that's money. Like whatever you want to give him, una culebrita, in and out, whatever. That's, well, he's not beating Joe Gomez in a foot race. I think he will. Pulisic is, is pretty quick. He's man. quick, but I don't. Uh, Gomez. I think I he's one of the faster players. I don't, I don't rate Gomez. I mean, well, no, he's not like all that great. I'll give uh, Van Dyke the benefit of the doubt in a one v one against Pulisic, but I mean, regardless, though, I think that, that's just what they were missing. It, it could have been, um, you know, Willian if he was still there, somebody like that. They don't have that anymore. Um, like a sharp winger that's gonna really just, you know, make it tough for defenders, and I think that's gonna be an issue. Uh, maybe when Ziet comes back, he can help with that. When Pulisic obviously comes back. I think that's when they're going to be at their best. But for now, with players like Werner and Havertz, who are, who are nice, 
They're not gonna be. They're not pacey. They're Havertz was well. Werner, well, here was my thing: is they they were trying to find pockets of space for Werner to expose, mm-hmm. and it, it felt like at points. Well, actually, it felt like for a good portion of the match that Chelsea was trying to hoof the ball up a little bit and that, let and yeah. let get let Werner get the ball and, and try and do something with it. That's, that's not really that's a strategy. Only game. Yeah, that's their only and, strategy right now. And Havertz was kind of lost. I don't know if it was due to mis, being mispositioned. That's the There issue. was a lot of times where he was dragging out left. He needs to like like function in the center of the park. That's exactly that's exactly what happened today. Today was the Capital One match. I know it was against a lesser side. He he adopted a central role and he was just fucking amazing. Yeah. That was how he played at, at Leverkusen. So I think if Frank Lampard's using his noggin, He's got to do put him in the center, and I think Ziyech is going to be back. Pulisic is almost ready. Yeah, throw him on Don't the wings. Don't hurry Pulisic back. Not because they need the points or whatever, but because you don't want to reaggravate that injury. The hamstring is so tricky. But he's a ten. I want to watch him. Yeah, he's he just never loses the ball. Ah, uh, he doesn't believe that one. I, I had to look at the imaginary camera as like office style. Like, <laughs> nah, what's this guy talking about? Yeah, but Chelsea aren't at their best. But credit to Liverpool again, Sadio Mane, two goals. Um, <laughs> Can we talk about that Christensen uh, rugby tackle? I I, I prefer not to speak. <laughs> that was an offensive interference. <laughs> Can we talk about Kepa's assist? Can we talk about the bottler of the week? Well, there you go. There it is, Kepa. Ding, 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 ding. Yep, bottler of the week. Or I, I should, I should say this. Look, just uh, the oh, of the week. There you go, Kepa Arizibalaga. Yeah, Kepa oh, so Papa. Uh, you know, I, I almost feel bad for this cat. Yeah, he's young. It's must, this must be riveting. Twenty-four, twenty-five, something like that. Yeah, twenty-five, I think. One of the most expensive goalkeeper signings, if not the most. Yeah. Um. And I would feel bad for him had he not done that shit against Saudi. I don't know if we talked about this before. I mean, I I'm aware, but I I don't know have if we, we've ever have discussed we talked it about it on here. Podcast? I don't think so. It's just been it's so it feels like so long ago. Do now. you want to refresh our memory or? Yeah, might as well. We're already go, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go through a little bit of history because of uh, mm-hmm. so this little prick. Willie Caballero, aka Johnny Sins. <laughs> He's warming up on the on the sidelines, uh, getting ready to come in as Chelsea are playing City, my team. They're, we're going to go to penalties because the game's tied. Chelsea played a pretty good match. Sarri is, is always... A, I always rate him as a coach, and so does, like... Guardiola has massive respect for him, too. But anyways, Sarri's like, all right, I'm going to use my last sub, take Kepa off. Because Willy Caballero has adopted this reputation for being one of the best shot stoppers on, in a penalty shootout. And so Willy's got his gloves on. He's ready to go. And Kepa's just not coming off. He's not having it. Um... He There's waves his finger saying no. He's saying no, no. He's And he sounds like a kid, like, begging, like, you know, like, when, like, your mom's like, all right, we got to go, and you're still playing. You're like, just one more game or whatever, like, like that. And uh, it showed immaturity uh, more I thought than he anything. was more petulant than that, though. He it, was, like, he was outright refusing. Refusing. To, you could see the veins coming out from the side of the neck when he's screaming, like, no, no, I'm not coming off. And it got, it was awkward, bro. Like, I was watching this game at the pub with my buddies. It's like a good five minutes of, like, no game, no game going on because this guy doesn't want to come off. And the, the commentators were in awe. They've never seen anything like it. I hadn't either. I don't think too many of us. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sorry to sidetrack. No, but no, no. Playing, mm-hmm. like, as a player, even even though you don't want to come off, yeah. like, you're going to come off. As, like, as a respected coach, no matter how much you don't agree, how much you don't like your, your, your coach, manager, 
Or are you coming off? It's like, it's your job. It's like me, like us telling our a manager, like, no, like I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Well, there's consequences for that. The problem is that the consequences couldn't come immediately. I'm sure if Sari could grab him by the scruff of the neck and take him down, he would. But he couldn't. You know, his cameras are watching. Yeah. And I felt so bad for Sari, man. He's an older guy. Like, you should have respect for somebody of that I, age. It felt like at that point, like, oh, shit, like. Do they not do they not respect this manager? It it puts a lot of things into question. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, yeah, so Kepa stays in. Uh, City end up winning the game. He he ends up looking like a right bell, and I honestly thought he was gonna get sold after that. But fast forward, here we're having this conversation in 2020, uh, past the mid year mark, and he's still with Chelsea. Um, I'm I'm a bit disappointed, honestly. I thought as a club you gotta you gotta be you gotta have a spine. You gotta stand up to shit like that. I mean, that's a disrespect to the club, disrespect to the manager, and ultimately, uh, that could have even helped cost Sari's job, man. Truthfully, if you see that kind I, of stuff I as an think, owner, yeah, I, I think that was it was dirty. That was a maybe a turning point for Sari. Yeah, and uh, since then, Kepa hasn't been the same. And they won the league that season, didn't they? Who uh, Chelsea? Yeah. No, I don't think they. Sari did. didn't win it. Uh, I think City won it that year. Uh, uh, it was a Conte who won it with I'm, them. Yeah, I'm confusing something. They did win a cup that year. I just don't remember what. It wasn't uh, obviously. I, I think it was Europa. Oh. Might be. Uh, anyways, I don't remember. we're not big yeah, Chelsea they, followers, yeah. as you can tell. Yeah. But yeah, Kepa, man. And, a, a lot yeah, of things I would, to think. and I would feel bad for him if, had it not been for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it was the hair in that position right now, which mm-hmm. he kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, and feel bad and you know but fuck man he he he's uh trying to play out from the back instead of clearing it Mane gets a foot on it and uh you know second goal for him he had yeah. a nice header though yeah yeah he with, nice with that forehead you'd, you'd kind of hope so um what'd you say with that kind of forehead you'd, you'd kind of hope so Oh, we're we're oh okay. We're making fun of people's hairlines. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, I won't get into that because I don't <laughs> like shaming. But uh, just a, just some playful banter for you, uh, Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool guys, whatever, whatever team you guys support, whatever. Me suda la polla, tío. But anyways, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about that Liverpool match. It sucks that there was a red card. We didn't well, really get to see Chelsea. An- another significant thing that happened. Oh, was okay. You you ever hear about like a a player getting transferred and it's like oh he can walk onto any pitch. Uh, yeah, there's a few players that come to mind that I feel like, like can. Well, one literally almost did off of like half a training session. Yeah. And that's Mr. Thiago Alcantara. Yeah, yeah. He's a, a top player. Had a game. Yeah. Uh, I you mean, can chop, chalk it up to, oh, they were playing against 10 men, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the man uh, was in control of that midfield. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, you, you, you watch him even play for the national team. He He's the one uh, player that everybody wants to have a camera on when he's training. The guy, no matter where he goes, the ball and, and his foot are just a great uh, partnership. The, the thing and, I like about him is yeah. he's completely in control of that middle uh, second and third quarter of mm-hmm. the field. Like, a lot of times when you hear about the the pitch, they talk about it in in thirds. Mm-hmm. I look at it in quarters. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's two quarters in each half. Right. And in the middle, second and third, he's completely in control. He's mm-hmm. completely aware of his positioning. He's completely aware of his teammates' positioning, and his ultimate confidence with the ball. Um, you know, he's not a like a like a a, a very attacking midfielder. 
he tends to stay back a lot. He actually covers a lot for the defenders. Yeah. So just his confidence, like just being with a new team, new system, mm-hmm. relatively new system, I guess you can say they still play like uh, Liverpool still plays it like a pressing. Man, I, I, I'm completely in love with his game. Yeah. I mean, not much to say, man. I, yeah. Uh, I just, so yeah. There's there's the battle of who's who's a better midfielder. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that that's come to the attention. I think it's still clear as day for me. And um, different different functions, different roles. Yeah. Um, different styles. First, yeah, certainly. But, uh, KDB versus Diago. Yeah. Who do you think is going to have a better season? Uh, now, who's a better player? Who's going to have a better season? Yeah, I still I still go with KDB because the average fan or the the, the surface fan is going to look at goals and assists just off the bat. I think KDB's got to beat there. Um, and it's not no knock on Alcantara. This is, is going to be his first season. I don't know. I think if he has like a Bruno type season, he might be in conversation. But even then, it's it's Kevin De Bruyne, man. I mean, the, the numbers he's putting in year in year out, um, the goals he's scoring, whether it be from free kick, penalty, the assist, you know, he can be on the complete different half of the field. I I, I love uh, Thiago is a great player, and he does all the, the the things that don't get mentioned. He does them very well. So it's like say he there's times where I see him receive a ball. And his back is to the goal. He somehow he he touches the ball with his heel and puts it in the direction he wants to go. So you know how it's a very high press league, just in general the prem. Mm-hmm. He's gonna do very well with that. Where he's gonna get pressed, but he's just gonna roll off and he's gonna and be just, able to give himself a cushion. Exactly, and not a lot of midfielders can do that. And I love that about him. That's, but that's the awareness that I was talking about. Just yeah, exactly, tactical awareness. And but I don't think that's that's enough to. There's forwards that are, that don't have enough to displace Kevin De Bruyne as the best player. I don't think Thiago is going to do it. Um, just just, just if, solely off of goal scoring and assist numbers. Yeah, and I mean also making your teammates better, which I'm not saying Thiago doesn't do, but I think KDB can do that at par with him. And then you add the goals and the other stuff, then that's just another level. That pushes him over. Yeah, but I love Thiago, and and I'll say this: like I've told you before, my probably my favorite player on the Liverpool team is Trent, and I I, I kind of like Sadio as well. But now that Thiago's there, he's going to yeah, be... Yeah, it's hard to dislike uh, Mane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I just like his game, man. I like like uh, Jose was saying earlier. I just I think he does so many things well and doesn't get a lot of credit for it because a lot of people are still infatuated with Salah. And I like Mane more than Salah. Uh, I do, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. But not I everybody like agrees Mane, with that. Mane has always been the better player. Yeah. Even, even in Salah's breakout season. Yeah. I felt like Mane was always like the unsung hero. Even tracking back to uh, Southampton when he had like yeah I little, remember that crazy seeing, goal. Yeah. Um, I forgot what the the minutes were, but he had like he scored so many goals in X amount of time. Uh, proper rate him, Thiago and KDB. I think they are the two best midfielders. But I imagine know. both of them on the same. Oh, nah, dude. There was a chance of that happening, but ah, uh, dude, it would have been great. But we have uh, this this German dude with a. Uh, with a crazy stash, uh, Ilkay. <laughs> if we could somehow swap and, and get Thiago, imagine how OP we'd be. I'd be that deal. Man, yeah. Yeah. That's but, that's nice to think about. I'm, uh, I'll leave that off off the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little, a little too X-rated. Uh, well, yeah, I think he, I think we know where, we, where he's going here. But, um, yeah, we, we have seen that thrown. I will say this, and we're, this is not a novel novelty idea, but I will say Thiago is going to get the the benefit of the doubt from the media facets as as they typically do um whether it be a united or liverpool player even 
Arsenal at times, just, you know, the more supported teams in, in England, they tend to get a little bit more hype factor behind them. And, and I know not everybody agrees with that, but I, I and I tell people all the time, if, if De Bruyne was a Liverpool player, people would be talking about him like a god. And sometimes well, they still do you, today, but not as much. Well, yeah, well, when you... I think a lot of people are, are in agreement that Kevin De Bruyne today is probably the best footballer in the world. In my opinion, he is. I like him a lot, but it's just, you know, there's Mbappe. Um, there, there's a few players with different styles, but Kevin De Bruyne is my favorite player because he, he See, plays like, for my team. Like, I'm the kind of person that, like, beyond goals, mm-hmm. like, goals obviously matter. They're the most important factor in winning a football yeah. match, but I'm the kind of person that, like, Looks at like the way you play, like that's why I, I think that Obama Yang is the best striker in the in the uh, Premier League, which which I know is not a hot take, but it's like mm. like I'm very certain that he is the best striker, and he's not necessarily even an actual striker. Yeah, like he's not an out and out nine. But J- Jamie Vardy, Golden Boot. What about him? He's not the best striker. Stop. Yeah, but, like as a player, Obama Yang is miles better. Well, uh, yeah, I could see where you're going. You 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 know what I'm trying to say? No, I, I know he's more he's a more complete forward. He can do more. He's more, he's a complete more complete player. So like for me, goals aren't goals and assists aren't necessarily the the benchmark. I know they mean a lot, and they are important. But you know when you look at a player as a whole, I was like, okay, uh, for example, Thiago, he's not gonna have a ton of assists. He's not gonna have a ton of uh, uh, a ton of goals. But he is—he—he's a orchestrator. He's a you know conductor for the midfield, a metronome, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and De Bruyne actually does a lot of those things too. He yeah. just does it in a more advanced position. Mm-hmm. I, uh, not to cut you off, but J- Jamie Carragher was talking about it last week about uh, De Bruyne's versatility and where he can even play at the wing, play at the at the 8, at the 10. He can play at even as far as a 6. He plays for, for Belgium at times under uh, Roberto Martinez. I don't think he can do it for a prolonged period. No. Uh, well, as a 6? Mm. Well, uh, it depends. Well, yeah, I, I know what you're saying because I don't, I don't know. It's just you see his body and you, you don't think he can track back and, and just run a lot the way like N'Golo Kante would. He has three lungs, man. Yeah, that's what the surprises point, me. I don't think I've ever seen him actually tired. No, he does. His face gets cherried, cherried up for sure. But not nah, that windburn. Yeah, but no, nah, that's what I'm saying. Just his versatility is, is what I think takes him over the top of the, of most midfielders. Um, yeah, there's a lot of midfielders I, I like watching in the world, and uh, the brain just happens to play for my team, so I just happen to be a little biased. But nah, I do, I, I do know that it is overreactionary to say Thiago is going to be like wow. But this is what we thought about Di Maria. Remember, he had the amazing first month with United. Oh yeah, I remember. It was you the know? honeymoon stage. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, anyway. but anyways, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you have. No, any... I was I was really impressed. Uh, you know, he's one of my favorite players. That actually, plays like like a very similar style that I did. So, mm. you know, that's that's a little extra bias on my part. But can you can you balance a eighty yard ball on your chest the way he would? And then just bringing it down. Damn near. Uh, all right. We're, we're going to have to uh, post that on the Bottle Talk account one day. Yeah, exactly. And just I'll, I'll throw watch him a, me fall around on I, my feet. Yeah, I want him to, to rest it like Alexi Sanchez on his chest. Talk all this heat. <laughs> but, yeah, man, uh, any games we missing? Um, I know I know one, but I, I wanted to leave that one for last because it was the last one played. So. Yeah, uh, Leicester, Burnley. 
six game, six goal thriller. I should another, say another another high scoring mm-hmm. match. You know, no it was interesting. Jamie Vardy goals for the no. quote unquote best forward. Whoa, hey, that's two matches, man. I know, but at his age, the way he's playing, oh, oh man, the burst of speed. I'm considering he doesn't have, the he's, best he's scored team two penalties. We'll give him. Well, we'll give him that. All right, yeah, we'll see. The the league, there's a lot of league to be played. But a, what was interesting to me is that Leicester found the the you know the goals from different sides of the pitch, not necessarily relying on one player. That's always good to see. That is good. Yeah, um, they're they're going to be trouble. Yeah, like, they're always going to be aside. good. Uh, but some bad news coming out of uh, uh, the King Park Stadium today. Um, uh, Ndidi, the Nigerian center defensive mid who is a shoe in every week in, week out, is set to be out, I think, roughly 12 weeks uh, with, a, with an injury. So that's going to be a big blow to their season. I forgot what exactly the injury was. It's a leg injury. I, I forget what part of the body. But I love when they say, like, six to eight weeks. Yeah. Like, that's a nice way of saying two months. Basically, yeah. And 12 weeks is three is three months. So he's going to be out, you could say, almost the rest of the year. I know we're, in, we're about to be in October. Well, you got to so. regain the fitness yeah, that, that's... For a few weeks mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, but that's, that's a big a, blow to their one. season. That um, is a tough one. Uh, you know, thoughts with him and the team. Um, but, yeah. Uh, we Did we discuss the Villa game already? No. No, but I do want to talk about that. Because we talked about West Ham. Talked mm-hmm. about Burnley. Mm-hmm. Talked about Aston. Yeah. Like, how do they all have the same <laughs> uniform? Yeah. What the fuck is that? I... You know, it's... Well, one thing we got to... Oh, same kit, I should say. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, no worry, man. No yeah. worries. Uh, we're we're in America. We're we're in America. We say jerseys, damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, it's 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 actually very typical. You know, it could be it could be crazy. Well, there's hundreds of teams that exist in England, and there's more teams that share those colorways that are in League Three, League One, Championship. It would be crazy if all these teams somehow ended up promoting. We'd have like eight teams with that kind of colorway, bro. It's that it's that crazy. But it, it's funny that they all have like this um, maroon color. Mm-hmm. And like teal sleeves. City used that's to have. A, that's uh, a very. That's like. It's a unique like you style. Think, yeah, but three Premier League teams have it, and mm-hmm. I get confused sometimes. I'm like, hold on, huh? Is that oh, Villa? Oh, that, is oh, that Burnley? You, then you look at the little like the letters book. up on the left screen. It's like, oh, B U R. It's like, fuck. Yeah, and West Ham too. There's another. West Ham, club. West Ham, Aston Villa. Yeah, it's Damn. the same thing with like uh, Hull City and Wolves. Back then, I would get confused with both of those. Uh, they were both in like League One and Championship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, Leicester wins uh, two. To, uh, I'm sorry, four to two. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're looking all right, huh? I like them. Uh, they're gonna be annoying all season. Yeah, I don't. I've I've hated them since they got that that fucking title. Yeah, I was heated too because that was supposed to be our title. And I don't know how, but we just couldn't win a game against Leicester that year. And, uh, you know. I just don't like underdogs. Oh, man. That's well, it. I know. You're you're always used to being on, on top with your privilege and all. Um, the but, male patriarchy and everything? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> moving on to the Villa match, if you're... Uh, I don't I, know if you had any more two cents. But. I, I didn't watch the Villa United, uh, Sheffield United game. Uh, you missed out on the screamer, my guy. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, it was it was a simple one zero win. Not much to say. Um, one and and they scored in the 63rd minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not very familiar with that player, Asri uh, Konza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I I'm, I'm honestly not too familiar with him either. It's my first time ever seeing him, truthfully. And yeah, uh, 
it's Villa, you know. I mean, with all due respect there. I think they're going to stay up again uh, as long as Grealish is there. Um, but, yeah, man, Sheffield, I think they're dropping off a lot, man, because considering they did so well, missing out on that European spot really uh, didn't allow them to get that funding in COVID, too, as well. Like, it just sucks because yeah. this team is suffering from that, and they're not going to be able to improve the way a Wolves was able to. Um, but and that was their first game back, right? Oh, no. Oh, no, they, they lost against... Uh Wolves in yeah. the opening weekend. So they've conceded um, a total of three goals over two weekends, haven't scored any. That's got to be worrying. Yeah. Uh, like I um, said, man, it, last last season they were relying on older players like McGoldridge or, you know, they they were struggling to find goals last season, but they were a good defensive team, and they had Dean Henderson. He's not there anymore. Yeah, he's not there. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that's that on that. That's that's enough on that. Yeah, not much to say. It's and then, uh, all right, go on, go on. Oh yeah, uh, three win, three one win against Wolves for City. To be fair, two I was, one. Oh well, two plus one. Yeah, two plus one, one. I guess there was a penalty. Um, no, I mean like that last goal by Jesus. <laughs> oh, you didn't like it? Well, it was in garbage time. Ah oh, man, that's you know I guess, but he did meg him on the way in on the goal, so I. I thought that, no, was, that nice. was like a bounce. I don't count those. Ah, well. I do not count those. Yeah, he's he's really by the book, is he? Um, <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. Ro- uh, Wolves are, are, you know, top team. City was, it was all City in the first half. Yeah. Uh, I think, and they looked so hungry, and I really loved watching it. I think I was kind of distracted while I was watching it, so I was kind of watching it and, uh, and working. But, uh, but man. Yeah, dude, uh, KDB is looking as sharp as ever. Some of the passes he was putting, um, just there was, there, incredible. Um, there was one pass, and it, it looked simple, and maybe it was, mm-hmm. but he he gets it like in like right at the third-slash-fourth quarter, like right on that cusp of the field, mm-hmm. and he, he just hits a straight line to, uh, I want to say, um, Sterling. Oh, okay. But it... It, it it really was like a straight line, and there was a couple of players in between. So it wasn't necessarily a through ball, but it was like he, just a direct he, he had ball. kind of like it was to, to his side. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like kind of like a I don't even know how to say it, but it it was kind of like a risky pass a little bit. He loves to but take the way, them, yeah. but the way he the way it ended up, I, I just remember thinking like. And not to put like not to be like a gatekeeper or anything, but like I think a lot of people wouldn't appreciate what that is. Mm-hmm. But just the way he was positioned, the way the pass just actually went through, and the way it looked simple, mm-hmm. I, I just put my hands up. I, I remember I was eating dinner. I just like grabbed my hand. I was like, "Wow, what a pass!" Just yeah. like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and he does that like often. You know? Yeah, that's, and, that's and what's he, surprising. And, and that's just like that's the, the KDB is like, oh, he's audacious enough to to do that it's crazy because he'll be standing still and just like with just like the impulse of one leg put so much power on the ball and so accurate it's like man this guy didn't even get a running start on that like he's just so gifted at that and with either leg uh yeah man uh, yeah he, spoiled yeah, as a city it, it's fan. it's definitely like it's unfair yeah he, he's, he's an unfair advantage for yeah. sure and for now for for Foden's goal he was the the creator of that technically he got the hockey assist as they call it the pass two assist um where he he plays it to Sterling Sterling cuts it back to Foden Foden finishes it you it was, know it was a nice tidy little finish yeah yeah it was poised you yeah. know like that was a midfielder's finish I'd say you know mm-hmm. just like a pass to the goal but with with intent 
Um, so I do like I do like uh, Foden's just. He's solid, man. Yeah, I like how he just bombs in forward. Yeah, he he has a nose for goal. Very for direct, sure. a very direct play style. I, I do admire that. Yeah, and uh, after that goal, uh, Raúl scored a, a fabulous header where uh, Daniel Podense megged uh, De Bruyne in a in a great fashion. I hope that didn't sound the, horrible. The, the number ten, yeah, and then the the, the ball to to Jimenez. He kind of had to bow his head a bit into it and still got a nice uh, touch on it. So credit to him. He got a he got a uh, like a beautiful striker's finish. It was quite a ways away from the box, mm-hmm. so he he did have to turn his head into it and just beautiful amount of power into it. Yeah, it was a nice goal. It was worrying um, for for City for a bit because at that point, uh, Wolves were, were coming yeah. on. Yeah, definitely. they were coming on to them. They had a pretty good amount of possession, um, but it wasn't meant to be. Lo que será será, <laughs> and Gabriel Jesus just puts the cherry on it. Doink. Easy yep. money. That I say was a, we go on a 13, 13, 14 game winning streak after this, but <laughs> we just look hungry, man. I'm sorry. They no, you guys did come out looking good. They look like they're pissed that they lost last season, you know, and I think that's a good sign. But yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I mean they're they're the favorites. They're one of the favorites at, at the very least. No, you had to write the city has Leicester this weekend. All right, and now that they lost in DD, honestly, I don't fear them as much. Okay, but I think they're always good for a goal, and if, if Vardy's on his day, he he always strikes fear in me. But well, if you guys if you guys concede a penalty, I forgot uh, to mention it was uh, Nathaniel Ake's debut. I thought he bossed oh, it. Oh yeah, and the partnership with John Stones, they, they looked pretty they comfortable. Look you know, John Stones look looked bad. amazing uh, to me, but it's one he, game. I don't want to get hyped yeah, up. Yeah, he he did his fine, job fine though because he hasn't looked good in a good while. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe, this, this, maybe they too, like you said earlier yeah. with the whole uh, United thing mm-hmm. um, about the center backs. Yeah. It was actually before the United thing, but they looked fine yeah. together. They complement each other pretty yeah. well. It's crazy because they're, they're differing styles of yeah, center and back. John Stones is comfortable with the ball's feet. Mm-hmm. Ake is, I guess you can say physical. Yeah, he's a ball winner. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, but you got to also consider like Laporte, man. So. Uh, yeah, man. No, but I do like that partnership. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at that partnership. I, I like it a lot myself. And the, the interesting thing about Nathaniel Ake is that he can run as a left back. Mm-hmm. And so you maybe know. you can get all three of them back there and still be good if you don't get Pumecano or Kulibali. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a big experiment. It's one game, and it's uh, to be fair. I mean, not saying Wolves that's their are back. weak point is left back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Kyle I mean, Walker still Kyle Walker. Oh, dude, and I know it was kind of dirty, but this was just like bullying anybody that was in the vicinity of a ball, and I love that because every like I tell you, every player needs, every team needs a player like that. Yeah, and you're an enforcer. He just straight fucking bowed uh, Potence. That was kind of dirty, but it was dirty. Eh, you know, and, it's and a the tough social lead. media bragged about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, I thought I, that I was kind of funny. Players used to like stretch their arms. I'm like, and the ref didn't call me. Why aren't you calling this? It's just uh, like my dad would say, "Lo tienes que hacer de escondido." Like you know, yeah, like, exactly. Like, and that wasn't yeah. exactly discreet. They called the foul for sure. Yeah, but yeah. like, why are you doing that? <laughs> why are you smacking me in the back? Stuff uh, like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. No, but, but uh, uh, I do like that. I do like that partnership with Stones. Yeah, that's all you take. That's all it takes sometimes. Yeah, and I, I told you earlier about Tamendi. I rate him as a center back, but I've never felt that he's. 
Uh, and there was always rumors that he was going to leave, and I'm surprised he's made it this far. But I, I like him as a center back. He's a great ball winner. But when it comes to possession and just uh, the, the IQ of how to move forward and he's move an attack. He's lacking, for sure. He is. And, um, but I think we could still get good value for him if we were to sell him because there's teams who who function off of that play style still. That that. That's that, a, that uh, head on, like I'll, I'll, I feel like he would be a beast at Sevilla, or like a yeah, club like Sevilla. that where he's yeah. just, like with oh, everybody. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Where they're a bunch of assholes. Yeah, yeah. and well, uh, we don't really do transfer rumors now, but they have a center back called Kuonde that City are really linked to getting. So apparently, one of the rumors is seventy mil and Otamendi for that that kid. Really good. I'll, I'll show you some videos on him later. It's one for the future, Jesus. but this guy's yeah, it's a lot of money. Um, uh, you gotta understand, my my guy Nestor here. He's uh he's kind of like uh, uh, you remember that show with uh dude on Nick at Night? Um, I'm forgetting the name with Chris Rock, where they have that one dad who's like hella cheap. He's like, you spent twenty dollars. Well, everyone on that? hates Chris. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, dude, no. I just bought Mario <laughs> All Stars, man. <laughs> I'm not cheap. <laughs> no, nah, nah, but yeah, he's always uh hating on how much City spend on center backs. But I get it, you know. Well, just center backs, man. There's <laughs> just been too many of them. Yeah, I know. Mangala, Otamendi, Stones, Laporte, yeah. Mendy. It's just like, yeah. But nah, man. Uh, yeah, City looking great, man. Um, Still a lot of league to play, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. City, City's got a good partnership, I think, going on. But you have to consider Laporte. Much. And he's injured right now, so yeah, he might be out for a, maybe a week more. So I, I, I really want to see them give it another go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, you guys are looking good. That's all I can say. I prefer not to speak. <laughs> uh, game of the week next week. Give it to me. Or this week, I should say. Give it to me. Well, read them off. Uh, well, whatever, like, what are what are we looking uh, at? Cause oh, are we- whatever. Uh, Brighton United. Palace versus Everton. West Brown, Chelsea. Burnley, Southampton. Uh, Sheffield United versus Leeds. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. Tottenham, Newcastle. Uh, I I guess I guess I see where we're we're at. City versus Leicester. Fair enough. It's a good match. Or Liverpool versus Arsenal. Uh, I'll probably go Liverpool Arsenal. I think the really? the City game isn't going to be as competitive as it could have been with the full lineup on Leicester's mm. part. With all due respect. Yeah. I think City are firing in, firing on all cylinders right now. But that that Liverpool Arsenal match is going to be good. Because we get a real taste of what Arsenal is, and not not in the FA Cup setting, not in a preseason match, regular season. Top tier. Yeah, top tier against the big dogs, against the, Ooh, the reigning the champs. The Ceballos, the Ceballos, battle. Yeah, man, um, that's gonna be the game of the week for me, and then City coming in in a close second. Um, but yeah, man, I think any game really is good in the Prem, bro. If if I'm available and I'm not doing anything, I'll watch anything. Uh, yes. I'm a dog. You're a dog. Get me a hit. dog. Yeah. You don't buy it unless I don't, you ask me to. Unless you ask me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, that, that's my game of the week. Um, Fair then, enough. All right, uh, so we're, we're ready to uh, shit on Real Madrid right now? Oh, I am. Uh, and I, I, yeah, we're I, an hour uh, in, man. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> so you, you gonna, better be. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go a little. We're going to go a little extra minutes all as right. I say. some some added time some added time yes um, I, let me give my synopsis real quick because i'm sure you're gonna have much more to say as your uh, supporter you know all the details i don't want to be too hard on real madrid because they created chances especially in the first half first half man i thought they were going to get the breakthrough they didn't and i think the more the game went on the more Real sociedad figured shit we can actually get some points out of this and they did 
just a, def- a, a great defensive setup, a very brunt, a very, you know, petulant and disturbant type of style that they had, and it worked. Um, they were they didn't shy from being dirty. I think the moment that David Silva came on, came on that's when they really actually even started to uh, kind of attack a little bit more, retain more possession. He's a he's a wizard with the ball. It's hard to get the ball off him. Um, but without talking too much about Sociedad, I thought uh, I, th- I thought Madrid's best player was Benzema. I mean, without even though he didn't score much, uh, I thought him and Odegaard were the the bright, the shining spots. Uh, yeah, I feel like Odegaard by far was the mm-hmm. was the the better player. But go on, go on. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That, that's pretty much all I had to say. I think. You know, just to quickly add on, some of the better players didn't show up. Cruz and Modric, who we've come to know as some of the best midfielders in the world, there might be a drop-off there. Um, and the wingers left much to desire, the finishing end product. Rodrigo, I, I sometimes struggle to see where his position is. And, and I sometimes struggle to see how he's a starter. Yeah, and this is the biggest like thing over for Asensio, me. even. The big asterisk is they're missing a player that's going to tear opposition down defensively a player who is a 10 a player who has high caliber amongst the world and that's Eden Hazard and quite frankly he hasn't lived up to it yet I don't want to be too harsh on him he's injured but that's what they were missing today because if you look at everybody else on the pitch that day they were just there just to, to, to get the result just to play nobody was proactive nobody was direct and that's what I felt they were missing that it's just that one player who's gonna open up the space for the rest of the teammates and um yeah, man, I think they're they're in dire need of that right now. Uh, how yeah. how often are we used to seeing Real Madrid with a top player like Ronaldo, a Bale, a Di Maria? Yeah, they're missing that. Other than Odegaard he, can become that guy, but he I don't, can. I don't know. But you, you you know Madrid's not used to having like an inborn star. You know yeah. I mean, like they picked him up early. I think he was sixteen, fifteen yeah. or sixteen when when they picked him up. Mm-hmm. And um, you know he was like this like wonder kid from norway and uh they're used to just having a superstar just i don't know i think the last one was Raul, which mm-hmm. doesn't seem that long ago but traditionally they've always bought their superstars zidane ronaldo figo yeah beckham and so on um it's I do, weird. Yeah, huh? I was gonna say I do love their their scouting though from South America. It's been pretty sharp from South America and even like the lesser leagues. Like yeah. right now, the big the big one other than Mbappe is Eduardo Camavinga, Camavinga, the French French kid playing yeah. for uh, Ren. We could get into the price tags later because I know we had some um, yeah. some opinions on that. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, no, no, no. Let, let it, let it, let it out. Let it out, let, mate. Let it, let it out. It out. out. <laughs> we don't want to hide Problem is, that this sound. isn't a bottle. <laughs> but. Well, yeah. It means a good time is being had. Yes, sir. A couple pints, huh? Oh, I didn't say that in the intro. Son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway. Um, Real Madrid, or I guess Zidane, needs to figure out if <laughs> if Modric and Kroos are going to be more valuable to play than Casemiro and Valverde. Uh, that's not to say that Modric and Kroos are shit, but but when you have Casemiro, who's probably the ultimate ball winner in all of football today, yeah, he's up and, there, and Valverde, who's who's an absolute engine. Mm-hmm. But are you going to sacrifice control and passing 
with leaving either Kroos or, or Modric out. You know, that's a tough one. I, I don't mention Odegaard because he, he actually played. He played well. He was the best player for Madrid, and, and especially in the first half. It's he's, hard to slander him because his, it's his first game, too. And, yeah. So, like, one, you can't fault him. Two, he was playing really well. He was finding players. He was making passes uh, that that made sense, but at the same time advancing the ball without risking too much. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to say that he was safe. I'm saying that he he was able to contort the ball into spaces that that were well positioned. Uh, so I, I find him to to be in that mold of like I can see him becoming like like a De Bruyne type player that's gonna. Like just put that that venomous pass every time, you know, and he's gonna be audacious about it. And I saw that on on Sunday, he was making crazy passes that not many people are, would be able to make. So um, that's one to watch, man. And I I find it hard to shit on on Madrid for the first half, but the second half was a disaster. We didn't have a, a response to uh, to Sociedad's um, dirtiness. Mm-hmm. And they were they were up our asses, and we weren't able to finish the chances that we did have. Yeah. So we did get saved from a few uh, from Sociedad. I know uh, Courtois had had mm, I think like two good saves. Yeah, it wasn't too much. Uh, it wasn't too much, but they were they were saves that actually like made a difference. There was one that he made from from the left foot. Yeah, I think if he wasn't as tall as he is, he wouldn't have made that save. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, well, yeah. I don't know if you remember David Silva had a nice shot too uh, with his left foot from outside the box that tested him. Um, um, I don't. I don't. I don't quite. It's don't not coming out to mind. Uh, sorry. Every anytime he touched the ball, I was watching. Yeah. But, uh, you know what? What really hurt Real Madrid, and this is beyond the game. Uh, their relative inactivity in the transfer market. It it it, it kind of shows because you want to add depth, you want to add a new face. Odegaard thankfully came back, but going forward, who was associated that player last season? By the yeah, way, yeah, he was, and it's pretty cool. They gave him a nickname, La, La Máquina. Um, uh, the the uh, he's saucy. He's, he's saucy, so saucy with it. I like him. He's a. You mentioned the, the the passes and all, but what I love about him too is in tight spaces he has a bag a little bag of trickery where he's gonna keep the ball and just be a saucy with it, like you said. Um, but you know it's clear that that next transfer window I don't think it'll be the winter, but maybe next summer. Uh, uh, Madrid are gonna have to spend big, and the 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 rumor is they're gonna have to spend three fifty. 350 mil and they've been selling this summer and they're probably going to continue to sell and um they're saying 100 mil for Camavinga and 250 for Mbappe as a fan how would you feel about that but before you answer that let me tell you that those kind of players are what you're missing to route teams like this 6 nil. so think about it um well I don't I don't think that we would ever route Real Sociedad because they're they're a top top 8 club at the very least maybe not route but yeah you know, decisively win, we, maybe. Yeah, we sh- we actually should have beat them. Yeah. Yeah, we're but a they, better they team, held their own, sure. though. They, they held did. Their own. They're, they're a good team. Yeah. Obviously, David Silva is a good player. They have they have a pretty good team, pretty good system. And they're, they're out there for the spoiler role, for sure. They're out there to piss they're you off. They're to spoil the party. For, for a team like Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico. Yeah. Uh, the other teams, are, they'll beat them pretty handily, mm-hmm. for the most part. Um. Uh, yeah, I think next season. Well, the big goal is always going to be Mbappe. They're going to have to sell some players. I I foresee losing Casemiro, 
uh, Tony Cruz and Modric. Modric. Yeah. I hope you guys Valverde, yeah. keep him. Keep him. I, I hope you guys keep Casemiro though. Personally. I do. I, he's a I I feel like he bleeds white through yeah. and through. And he's so valuable like I think you'd want to keep him but yeah, hey, you know, know it's it's a business but at the end. In day. my mind I always thought like Manchester United should have gone for him. Oh, fuck yeah, they could. I feel like they they don't think like that, bro. I feel like they should have overpaid for Casemiro like 75 or 80 million. Yeah, but they don't think like that. They, they, but they, they want the, the they like want a, a flashy trickster. name. They, yeah. they want a flashy fucking name. And yeah. Casemiro is not that. But Casemiro gets you wins. Yeah, he gets yeah. you the ball. He, he sets I think up. he had the, the highest ball um uh, ball retention. Ball, ball uh, like winning balls back. Yeah. More than anybody in, in all of Europe. Yeah, he was up there. Him and Kante are, are the two names that yeah. come to mind. Yeah, they're like they're they're above and beyond everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, Casemiro, I know you can get a ton of money for him, um, and, and it sucks to say, but I think Valverde would fit in a little bit better. But Camavinga, you know. Oh well, I think they could they could co- coexist, but mm-hmm. I feel I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, they, well, well, to to get to raise the capital to get those two players mm-hmm. for sure. But oh, okay, yeah. All right. I think that Ramadri to also think about replacing uh, Benz, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not shooting on Benz because he actually played really well on uh, Sunday. I liked him. Yeah, he, he didn't did. finish, but he didn't finish. He was like threatening, you know, and he has that he, sauce he as well. Has, yeah, he does have the sauce, but he also has like this. He's like this in between nine and ten sort of player. Yeah, he's like a nine and a half word. Like he's really good at linking up play, mm-hmm. and I love his back to the to the bowl yeah. to the um, goal play. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's able to finish. Um, and he didn't finish, you know, because of luck from Sociedad. But Rust as well. Yeah. Um, but Vinicius really needs to work on his, like, so he has a really good dribble. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times he, he, gets he, can, lost. He, he, he can be a little heavy with it and he does yeah. a little too much. Rodrigo, he's a good player. He's a good energy player. But he's not at that level. Not yet anyway. It would it would serve him to either be loaned or sold to somebody else to raise more capital for the other two that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, it it was kind of frustrating because I know we're better than that, but but at the same time, I can't be too mad because there are like certain weaknesses that are present that aren't going to be solved overnight. Are we still able to to win? Yeah, but they but Zidane did this shit where he played two unknown players ahead of Jovic, maybe because he didn't want to sub Benz, but he's very dependent on Benzema. Very much so, yeah. like a little too much, and and that's why like I was predicting he would be a little more reasonable and give Jovic a little more playing time ahead of Benz, because regardless of Benz's skill, he's still getting older and he still needs more rest. And Jovic needs more time to prove himself, and he's he's not giving him that opportunity, and it sucks because I I think he could actually be really well, and he he's huge, so he'll be physical against a physical team like Sociedad. Yeah, um, uh, it's a shame that Jovic hasn't hasn't gotten that chance, man. I I don't know. He's in the doghouse. He's in the doghouse, and there's got to be elements that we don't know because you don't spend on a striker, a young striker, a able striker, a big striker, and and not play him. Nah, there, there's got to be something there, and um, it's a shame. But, uh, it, you know, 
uh, you know, we've mentioned this before, but a striker like Raul would be nice. Uh, Raul Jimenez, uh, somebody like that, you know, who might not cost Someone much. Someone with technique. Technique, not too, not and too actual finishing ability. Not too expensive, because Mbappe and, and Camavinga are expensive because they're worth it. One hundred mil has valued on his potential. Yeah, and, and it, bro, if, if United played a hundred mil for for Pogba, I'm paying a hundred mil for Camavinga, straight up. Camavinga, he's he looks like the the goods, man. He is the goods, but. Like at seventeen, but I know hundred mil. I know, and it's well, legal. Felix is fucking one hundred and thirty yeah. at nineteen. And yeah, that's that's another. Yeah, Camavinga's worth it. That's that's just based on like. I mean, they've been talking about him for a year now. So. Oh yeah, it sucks because I mean I would love to have him at City, but it's probably not going to happen because. Real Madrid and Barcelona, especially Real Madrid. Um, it's because of the current state they're in. They're always going to have a bigger pull factor. A lot of people dream of playing for Barcelona or Real Madrid, and those cities are more appealing. Well, the thing that you guys have going for you in the next couple of years, and even someone in Camavinga's age, is like they grew up watching City be good. Yeah. Sergio Aguero, The last company. decade, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's going to be a factor. All yeah. you got to do is win a European Cup. Yeah, it's we're not too far, and honestly, I fear for the day that Pep's gonna leave because I know Pep is a big draw as well. Anybody wants to play about mm-hmm. uh, with I'm him, so, so it's rare. It's rare that a player plays under Guardiola and doesn't become better, dude. Like he turned Raheem Sterling into a world beater. He he turned Raheem Sterling into one of the best wingers in the world, where he's in that conversation now. And um, I mean, not to be a, a a Pep fanboy, but he he really cares about his players. I don't know if you remember, like. Like yeah, four Henry, years ago, Henry's the kind of dude that works Manchester City into every conversation. Yeah, I know, I know, I'm doing that right yeah. now. But this is more on Pep because I, I just want to. I remember when uh, he he stops Kimmich like four years ago and he fucking like shakes his shoulders and he's like talking to him and point, like Bar- uh, Byron had just won a match, but he's telling him about the positions he should have been when they conceded yeah. goals or whatever. I I'm love saying, I love seeing that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like the passion. And that's the that's one of the draws we have like as Man City, but when it comes to just historical, you know, it's it's always going to be hard to compete with like Real and Barcelona. That always takes me back Bayern. to the days that that when I was playing mm-hmm. and my dad was my coach, he would be yelling at me specifically. Mm-hmm. And at first, like the first maybe couple seasons, I would be so upset. I'm like, why are you singling me out? Yeah, yeah. But afterwards, like we got we had like this kind of almost telepathic. He would like make these finger movements and tell me to move somewhere, mm-hmm. and like I wouldn't even complain anymore. I would just like move to the spot and it would work and, and, yeah. and do like what he needed me to do at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, seeing like like something like that, like Pep, like exactly. shaking up Kimmich, yeah, man. Well, that's that's the that. beauty of the game because that. things can always be rainbows and sunshines and daisies. Like there has to be that friction, that con- you have that to give that confrontation. If if you're comfortable, like if I'm comfortable talking shit to you, yeah. that means like like. I'm I'm on your side. I'm I'm your brother. Yeah, exactly. It's for yeah. the better. Exactly. And but yeah, man. Um, Real Madrid. I I still think they're still league favorites, but they're gonna have to. Well, hopefully no injuries happen because if that does happen, they yeah. they on depth they're a little, a little light, and I, that's one thing that worries me. But if they can stay healthy, and I still certain, have yeah, them in as certain league positions favorites. in the midfield. Depth is not a problem. It's just the the, the, the forwards. I think the defense is not a problem. It, it's the attacking. Yeah. But even then. Asensio, Jovic. Yeah, is there a timetable? Is there a timetable on, on Asensio, or has that been? Uh, I think he's. I think he's good. Soon. Oh, okay, that's if good. Not now I love watching him. He's one of my favorite players. Yeah, he's a good player. Him. Yeah. Uh, Asensio might be forgetting somebody. Lucas Vasquez. 
Eden Hazard who didn't play, of course. He's a, he's a, he he has a lot of power, man. If he wants to like really be serious about shit, he can make a difference. But he hasn't given any anything for us to grab any on. Indication. Yeah, but um. Yeah, that that's that on that. Like, yeah, the the game pissed me off. I I yelled at the TV a mm-hmm. bit, but that's you know. Yeah, I do want to give a special shout out to Manuel Pellegrini, El Ingeniero. The uh, elegant man. Wow. Undefeated so far. Two wins. Two wins. Hasn't conceded a goal yet. Uh, one of the only managers to ever do that for Betis on his debut. I was <laughs> reading. Uh, I love that guy. I love that guy a lot, man. He won a title for us at City in his first season. Um, proper radio, man. And, uh, yeah, that's that's another match I was able to watch. Your, your team, Cadiz, won. Yeah. Hey, they're looking sharp, man. And for people who want to know my affinity for Cadiz... The best Salvadorian player ever to play played for Cadiz when they were actually the shit in in Spain. They were like I would say like a Sevilla level, and um, uh, El Magico Gonzalez, Jose Gonzalez, who he's he's known as, even got trials with Barcelona because of how how much he balled. Is so that it, why? Is that why uh, Salvadorian say Maje? Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, is that a because reason. of him? Yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, he brought a lot of the the slang from from Spain back to uh, to El Salvador, and everybody wanted to be like in Mexico. He also has a tendency for saying loco for everything. Like loco, te está quedando loco, you know, like but stuff like You're that. Lost in the sauce. So. Yeah, but I. Um, <laughs> that's dope. Anyways, that's why that's my affinity for Cadiz. So as soon as they promoted, I was like, that's that's my La Liga team. Say but, less. <laughs> and they're obviously they're lacking funding, but it's a beautiful city from what I hear. I have a homegirl who went there, absolutely loved it. Um, but yeah, Cadiz. Uh, I, I hope the best for them. I want them to stay in the league more than anything. And you know, if yeah. I ever get the chance to go out there, man, I want to go watch a game. Hell for yeah, sure. for yeah. sure. So that's that on that on uh, Spain, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, actually, before we leave Spain, we still have a little bit of Barcelona shit going on. They're mm. about to play their first game this weekend, but Fuck there's a Bartomeu quote. Go, oh, go ahead. Yeah, he said that <laughs> that. Uh, like I don't even know the, what, what the exact wording. Do you know the exact wording? About what he said recently? About Messi keeping Messi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said uh, keeping Messi was a win. He's the greatest player ever. If we can keep him at, a, at our club, that's a win. And that like that's the, the soundbite I saw. And I'm like, bro, but how, at what cost? I mean, like, you're, how, happy, you're proud how, of that? How like, unaware are you? Yeah, man. Like, like, might as well say I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, I denied this guy... Uh, contractual rights that I told them were gonna work, and even even just like spiritual rights, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm just gonna keep them, hold them hostage, you know, not keep my word, and this is a good thing. Yeah, and I Get like the Barca. Fuck out of here. I like Barca a lot, but I, I with all due respect, There's I hope the worst like right now. Yeah, honestly, I I hope they shit the bed this season, and I hope Messi expedites his leaving, if anything, but. You know, it's just that team is uh, aside from Conrad De La Fuente, who I follow pr- pretty fervently. Oh, oh, they just signed Dest. Oh, officially? Not official, but oh, but it's but, yeah. But, no, but I heard agreed. that it went from Bayern to Barca now. They they agreed. I hope he does, man. Um, I and I only say that I don't like Barca like that right now because that's just a toxic environment. But with Semedo leaving and Serginho Dest, he's gonna have full rights to that starting position. Whereas if he goes to Bayern, he's playing behind Kimmich, which is not a bad guy to learn from. Well, Kimmich is going to move to more central role. That's what a lot of people are telling me. Um, I don't I don't know if I buy it, though. Cause, He's more suited for that. Yeah, I would love him at Barcelona better. And um, 
but yeah, man. And also, but it, it was kind of, I always saw it well, coming. Benjamin Pavard at, uh, at Bayern as well. Yeah, that's that's the other guy I was forgetting right now. But uh, Ronald Koeman and, and Des always had a good relationship. He used to, you know, coach him up in Netherlands. Koeman wants everything Netherlands in that yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah. He only cops orange, man. And, um, but I'll be happy for that. But, yeah, not much to say, man. I'm still kind of salty about the whole Messi shit. And yeah, it's not going to get uh, any better. Uh, you know, another Barcelona news. Swat has actually left today. Yeah, good on him. Club legend, man. There's Club no legend. other way to put it. You yeah. know, in in in. I feel like six years is short. It feels like just yesterday he he it, joined. It, man. it feels like it's not a lot of time for someone to become a legend. He's a legend now. Yeah. But third leading scorer, won countless trophies. Mm-hmm. Leaves the training ground crying. Yeah, dude. I, the dude bled Blaugrana. Yeah, for sure. I, I I love the guy, man. I feel like he. Yeah, man. He he deserves something better. Yeah, man. Than, the, than leaving, in in his <laughs> Range Rover, <sighs> crying. And I heard that Barca was gonna drop the uh, the video of his testimony. Him uh, despidiendo despidiendo said like saying bye to the fans. And I, I kind of want to watch that. And I'm not a Barca fan, but I feel like I'm going to get emotional watching it. But what well, i tell you about Pistolero, Luis Suarez, man. El Pistolero, um, scored a massive amount of goals. But what doesn't get written in history is the class of some of the goals he scored. Regardless if he's playing next to Neymar and Messi, forget about that. Fuck, man. Like, some of the back heels he was scoring. Some of the... Uh, well, the, the David Luis double meg. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, I love him so much as a, as a player. He's kind of a dick no, as a person. He, no, he's a, he's a piece of shit, but... Yeah. Hey, what he did player, for the club, you can only salute. As even as player. an opposition, you know? And uh, I think he's going to smash it at, at Atletico, by the way. Well, he's he's like that perfect Atletico type antagonist. Uh, the last Uruguayan striker I can think of off no, the top of my head. get out of here. El Dieguito Forlan. Yeah, well... Es un crack, tío. Pero mm. I think he's going to do well. I well, he didn't do shit at United. Yeah, but That's United sure. is a United has a rap for that, doesn't they? Uh, don't don't they? I should say doesn't they? Um, sometimes it goes good, but like I feel like United are better at getting players sometimes from a young maybe age. Maybe good. Sometimes maybe uh, shit. Uh, but um, yeah, man, uh, I think he's gonna do well there. And Simeone, uh, you know, he's not really an offensive tactician, but he doesn't need to with a guy like Suarez. The guy, as soon as he gets the ball on his foot, anywhere between the 20-yard mark from the goal, he's going to make something cook. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Joao Felix, Coque, Saul, Suarez. Joao Felix. Joao Felix. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not Brazilian, so they don't have that, like, sing-songy sort of talk to them. Oh, man, sorry. This guy's... As much as he looks like Kaká, he's not Brazilian, man. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm really curious about that. That partnership with those four players. And, oh, and Yanni Carrasco. Oh, he just signed back. Uh, he did sign back, man. Yeah, yeah. Ah, he, he's so they're, good. They're coming back this weekend, too, man. They're, they're a team to watch, man. They're, they're good. They're ah, good. she. I might bring my, my, my Atletico kit tomorrow to work. Ooh. Whoa. And it's, uh, imagine how foul that is, man. Oh, and he's wearing a Real Madrid kit. I'm wearing a Madrid Marcelo. kit today. Yeah, I'm wearing my... my, my uh, Marcelo. My uh, Marcelo kit and... Uh, Tomorrow I might bring my Atleti, but nah, yeah, that's gonna be a fun team to watch. I think I don't know if Atleti could do as bad as they did last season. Mm -hmm. They were pretty underwhelming, but I think they'll be better this season. Obviously, they were way far off from the first two. I love the fact they bet they beat Liverpool though. 
I was celebrating that for a few weeks. You probably remember I was sending you videos and shit. Shut the bed. Yeah. But, hey. I used to be putting the shift. And then Alvaro Morata left Atleti, so. Alvaro Morata, Morata. You know what somebody said the other day? They're like, because I don't know how you feel about uh, Morata. I don't think he's that great. He's not. He's You know what he's good at? Fucking hitting the floor. <laughs> he falls so much. He'll score some screamers from time to time, but somebody was like, you can't convince me that Alvaro Morata isn't a money laundering scheme. <laughs> for the amount of money that he's gone for, to from Chelsea to Atletico to Juve, there's got to be some shit. Tell me, man. Tell me, tell, tell me this. Yeah. If he was Mexican, where would Morata be right now? Well, okay, that's a good question. Let me just counter you. Is is Alvaro Morata as good as Raul Jimenez? No. <sighs> Absolutely not. You ah. will never convince me that he's better than Raul Jimenez. Hmm. Ever. That's a good question. I mean, that's a good answer. I, 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 Look, Morata is only good if he scores. Jimenez mm-hmm. is perfectly fine if he doesn't score. That's a good point, yeah. I, 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 I might agree with you there. It's just that I would say... Morata had a better career in Spain, but uh, Raul Jimenez had a better career in England. Because when Morata was in, at Chelsea, he was kind of like an yeah, afterthought. He did dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but that's that's a caliber I have him at. Maybe Raul Jimenez is better, but he's within that that realm with the Giroud's of the world. No, Giroud is better than Morata. Morata is not a good player. Like I, I wanted to talk myself into it when he was in Madrid. <laughs> Yeah. And when he was in Juventus the first time, mm-hmm. and he scored his goals, sure, but he's not a he's not a good player, man. I don't know. I'm just enthused by the goal he scored against Liverpool, and then he <laughs> just went over to the fans, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, he's embracing the hate. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck yeah, fuck Anfield." And it was the last game played before the COVID shutdown. I enjoyed the fuck out of that. Sorry, Liverpool fans. Rent free. Rent free. You guys, at the end of the day, have a Champions League over my club. Champions League and a title recently. Yeah, but we still have more league titles, so. In total? Yeah. Premier League era. Oh, well. You know, we're going to put that stipulation. Yeah, I'm doing the wanking symbol behind my He's mic. He's coming right out to the mic. Um, I'm never using that <laughs> mic again. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I don't know if there's anything there's else There's nothing have. else, man. Spain. We, we went over Spain. Uh, we oh. went over a bottler. Oh, go ahead. Just before I forget. 26 games going on today for the MLS. I Obviously, it's going on today, so we don't have those. Huh? Teams. 26 teams. 26 teams, sorry. Yeah, 26 yes. teams, 13 games. First time that's ever happened in MLS history on a Wednesday night. Who would have thought, huh? But historic night for MLS. Uh, a lot of players missing still, so it's not as uh, as enticing as it normally is. But, yeah. yeah, I just thought I'd mention that for our American viewers if there's any. Um, There's also, um, I think Chivas lost against America in the Super Clasico. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. Son of a bitch. But it's 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 unfair, bro. One zero. It's unfair. It's unfair, and we've never really talked about this. At what point do Chivas get rid of that the policy? I I've been saying it for years, man. Let's get rid of it. It's been shooting them in we're, the foot. We're we're at a disadvantage. Let's get rid of it. But there's too much nationalism in Mexico. That's the that's the reality. It's 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 too like we talk shit about like the US and all the white nationalists and all that, but Mexico Wonder has kid. a lot of very similar tendencies across their people. Yeah. And um, Chivas is like the epitome of it. 
Well, isn't it important to be proud of your country and where you're from? Look, it's it's you. My opinion is, you can't be proud of something that you have no choice in. Ooh. You have no choice in where you're born. Wow. You, you can be proud of your achievements. No, you can I hear be proud you. of a lot of things, but you can't be proud of something that you had zero choice in. Wow. Well, that's that's a great philosophical answer for all you folks out there. I think that's a great cutoff point. Uh, you guys yeah. just marinate on that. Yeah. Um, before I do, I want to plug a little bit of uh, we have some friends now. Um, the Nil Nil Soccer Podcast. Definitely. You know, mm-hmm. two good guys, Liverpool, Manchester City fans. Um, you know, they, they're working on a little partnership with us, so, you know, we'll be mixing with them a little bit. Yeah, be on the Crossing lookout. swords, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll be uh, talking with them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, two good guys. And um, anything, any last, any parting words that you have? Um, no, nah, man, just looking forward to this weekend. Um, more than anything, I just, I just can't wait for the rest of the matches to come, man. Uh, obviously, some teams have an advantage already. You've played a few games. City only played their first game, so I'm very hungry. And I, I just want to watch all the football I can coming forward. Of course, man. Yep. For sure, man. Well, my name is Nestor. Henry's across from me. Yep. We bid you adieu. And uh, now for some tunes from Adela Costa. Cheers, lads.